Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If we do put ourselves in a bubble where we don't interact and we don't yeah. have our opinions challenged and we don't yeah, exactly. start to think differently, and that's, uh, well, that's exactly where we are now. I know where you've been, this is my our opinions challenged because we're always in a bubble like on Instagram yeah I'm with all the people that, I'm, that understand me or like what I like yeah you yeah. know same on Facebook and whatever so we never like leave our exactly you know yeah it also then makes taking criticism even harder yeah because if everything you do it seems everybody loves mm-hmm. and then someone says well actually you shouldn't how dare you facing that that this is the, what I fear for our young people is yeah. how are they going to deal with real criticism mm-hmm. in the real world when they when, if they do have oh, I've got you know I know five thousand followers on Instagram on YouTube and mm-hmm. you know this is what means this means I'm popular this means I'm liked how dare you criticize me yeah. and in fact they'll just retreat into those forums and worlds again they'll say well I'll just expose a bit more of myself on Instagram and I'll get even more likes what do you know yeah it's a uh, it's a little worrying it's not a little bit a little it's very worrying, very worrying. <laughs> like, yeah I'm, I'm scared to play it, it, actually I had a conversation terrifying. with a friend um, about that and I told her I was like yo but you're used to not getting challenged because it sounds like every time somebody challenges you you get upset yeah but it's like it's just a simple question of like what did you mean like yeah. really and they're like oh but that's not true I'm like yeah but you know you probably yeah. have friends that 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 are you know willing to accommodate you yeah. in all your opinions exactly. and then once somebody comes from the outside outside and challenges you you yeah. get upset because you don't know what that is you never get challenged exactly so and that's like yeah. It's a bigger and bigger problem actually exactly. in the world today. So, and like I say, once you get challenged, you then turn to you then turn to your friends who yeah. will always support your point of view anyway. In most because because particularly if you write things on Facebook or those sort of forums, people don't challenge you on it. If like if I posted a picture of me drinking ten bottles of champagne, mm-hmm. no one's going to say hey, we can't afford ten bottles of champagne. They go great. <laughs> yeah, you're looking great. No one's going to warn you or try and protect nah. you or say, but maybe, hey man, I see you boiling like 10 bottles of champagne. That's a lot. You, uh, yeah. Even privately, they wouldn't even say that. They'll just watch you fall. When yeah. really you want your friends to say, hey, you know, I'm your mate, buddy, but maybe you should calm down going out, you know, because yeah. things are tough. But no one's even scared to say it to your friends now. But the ultimate phenomenon for that is Trump. Like, 
he's the, he's, he's like he's the, the he's the climax, the pinnacle. He's the of, pinnacle, yeah, like, exactly. Because it's like this guy never gets challenged. Like, even even when he's like, I want to become president, and nobody really challenges him. Exactly. Like you, he's he's the president right now. Yeah. So how you, how you tell a guy like that he's wrong? Yeah, in anything. Because yeah. oh, they said I couldn't be president. Yeah, I am. Yeah. What are you gonna say about that? Like, so anything he does from now on, it's like it was the end. It was as soon as he, as soon as his name was called, it was the end. Yeah. It was if you can accept, <clears throat> and and they were digging out flaws. And every single day since he's been in, in office, mm-hmm. they've been revealing floor after floor after. And mm-hmm. still, it seems yeah. that this guy's going to be here the long term. They're not going to impeach him. The Republicans, he's they can because then the whole system collapses because <sighs> it's like it's. And that's another thing. Then you're challenging the system. Yeah. And once you challenge the system and, and, and you show the flaw, what a flawed system it is, now all of a sudden everything is questionable. Yeah. And then the finances, the financial institutions and everything is questionable and yeah. the whole thing collapses. So that's why they got to protect it. So they will protect it by any means. Yeah. Or protect him, him by any means. But he seems so. like he's constantly walking in his Twitter yeah. account. But that's the thing, like, they're trying to protect him, but this guy is like, he's like a baby, like, you, 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 you lift them away from the water, and then once you look away, they're walking towards the water again, and you like, lift them they're back, back and like, he's walking towards it, you know, and, and oh, everyone oh, else is just looking and saying, well, you know, there's, there's Anyway, like, we just started talking right into the whole interview thing. I mean, it's not really an interview, it's a, it's a conversation. But for the listeners... This is the Swedish After Work pod, and uh, our guest today is none other than Andy Collins, a music lover. And that's actually why he's here, because he's like a very, I don't know, I don't want to use the word notorious, but, but he's, he's, a big, he's a big music lover and a, a connoisseur of soul. And he started a website called Scandinavian Soul, which is actually one of the biggest platforms of Scandinavian soul music or maybe the only platform I think of Scandinavian soul music uh, apart from Mats Nilekjær <laughs> on, on Swedish radio but yeah man tell us a little bit about yourself very happy to have you here yeah, yeah. and I really thank you for inviting me really yeah. pleased to be here um, and yeah Oh, thank you for the kind words. Notorious, notorious where that came from. But you know, when somebody that like fights and fights, you know, you know, you fighting the good fight, and yeah. you know, just uh, in there it's boxing. A good, it's a good description because I, even when you start to say a soul connoisseur, is yeah. I, I almost don't even see myself like that. I see yeah. myself as a fighter for the voices of soul singers, yeah. rather than like, oh, he's he's I don't know what the word trying to. Define the music. I, yeah. that's, the whole roots of the website was to support and help yeah. artists, and that's even more what my core drive has been in everything. Is to, mm-hmm. how can I get more people to support and help these artists because they're yeah. good artists. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's the. I have to say, the more I met artists and the more I chatted to them, the more I fell in love with them as people. Yeah. And that was the wonderful thing, as you realise when you meet someone and you find out what they're doing and. If you have an interest in people with that, then starts to drive you. You realise yeah. that people are amazing and they're struggling a lot mm-hmm. to do what they want to do, and it's a passion and fire. And yeah, when I'm around people like that, it makes me, it fires me up. I yeah. go, well, and, and what I have to do is actually the easy part. That's yeah. how I've always felt like it. Is that 
they do the hard work. And being with an artist in a studio, the rehearsals, the writing, the, the, the chord changes, the, the melody changes, and this, that, to, just yeah. to get it right. Yeah. And the way, going back actually to what we were just talking about, Facebook and, and how we consume things these days, yeah. how we consume music is, you know, I found myself, you, you know, going, yeah, I, I go, I flick through. You know, what's that? No, 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 no. You know, yeah. but Spotify's you know led you to this sort of age where you just flick through. You won't give it even a chance. No, nah, because it's too much out there. Like you, you're, you're constantly thinking about the next thing, and the limited amount of time you have, you're thinking like, oh, I have to go to the next because there's so much out there. I, yeah. I want it all. You yeah. know, so yeah. you don't really enjoy. It. Like, and that's a funny thing. Like, we don't even enjoy art anymore because it's like it's right on the tip of our fingers and it's more and more out there and you exactly. always feel like you haven't I don't know I don't yeah. even know how to describe it but it's a crazy feeling yeah it's funny you mentioned sort <clears throat> about we don't have time yeah that we go we don't in today's world we don't have time we actually do have time That's we fun. all have time but yeah. we choose not to have yeah. time we all have time to listen to that track yeah. if you want to I mean in fact thank God for things like Netflix I mean yeah. instead of me feeling now I, I used to keep thinking that I don't have time oh I've got to watch every episode now while yeah. I've got time mm. well it's not going anywhere I can no. watch that whenever I want in the next 50, 40 years yeah. but I'm, I keep thinking I don't have time I have to watch every episode right now yeah. otherwise I won't have time and that sort of constant desire to mm. I don't have time because everyone tells me you don't have time anymore not in today's world you don't have time yeah. but really you do but that's the funny thing like because I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm an old school dude like <laughs> I'm like let me say I'm in my early 40s oh, yeah. so I've been here for a while and I remember back in the day where we only had two channels on the television etc etc and I remember the time consuming efforts of just hooking up with your friends you know, you had to call early in the morning, like, yo, we're going to meet here at this time. And then you, or maybe like looking for a trip. Yeah. Like back in the day, you had to call different agencies, compare prices. It could take you a whole day. Yeah. Now it takes me five minutes and blah, 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 I'm done. Yeah. That means I have time to do other things. Exactly. But what I do with that time is crazy. Yeah. I go through series <laughs> I listen to music time. you know I yeah. waste we waste a lot of time but I mean it's so it's a hard uh, it's a hard balance yeah. thinking like what are we really doing with our time because we have more time yeah. but what we feel with that time now is the question that what are we really are we really doing the right you know filling it, filling it up with the right things yeah that's the question that's but idea. sorry for interrupting you there I want to rewind a little like Who's Andy Collins? Like, how did you... Because you're not from Sweden, no. obviously. And I want to hear a little bit, like, well, how did you get here? You know? Yeah, well, um, yeah, from, originally from London. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Sweden in 2005. Right. With, uh, my partner, we had our daughter. And mm-hmm. when she was born, uh, from Croydon, nobody loved. Oh, Croydon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it in. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're still Croydon. with us? No, I'm joking. And the funny thing is, yeah. the more I'm away from it, the more I'm in love with it. It's, um, yeah. I'm going on Wednesday. Yeah. I, I, it's my home, so I read about Croydon and I love it, and yeah. it, even more so. But it does have a strange love hate thing. Yeah. About it. Actually, every time I'm in England, like that's where I go. So that's Croydon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny, Croydon. <laughs> but yes, it's uh, it's my hometown. So I have a love about it. And, 
sort of looking back to the history of growing up there and the different influences, mm-hmm. um, taking all of that London life and growing up in there, then moving to Sweden was it's a change. It yeah. was a big change, but I was used to it because I had come to Sweden every summer basically. Yeah. But I'd been spoiled by seeing the wonderful yeah, time. Yeah, when, yeah. Whenever, anywhere. When you yeah, you're a tourist. You're a pretty, tourist. Pretty much, you yeah. only go to the nice places. You hang out with your friends and everything is glorious and nice but and uh, yeah it was a challenge coming over and make no mistake the first two three months I had a headache every day <laughs> because of the language it was like yeah. the sound and when you just put on the TV it was like your brain is finding deciphering and it's getting nothing and it's amazing unless you have lived somewhere where you don't speak the language there's an incredible feeling of helplessness that you get where suddenly the simple things Mm -hmm. seem really challenging it's like I used to dread the phone ringing like with, you know, you have to answer it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if the phone would ring, I'd be like, "Oh no!" Cause, because it's actually going been there what twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um, the phone. I don't think a lot of people have home phones. Home phones anymore. No, not, no, anymore, not but, anymore. But, but, but two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it still yeah. was. We had like, a home phone, yeah. so it was the main ringing. You know, yeah. family would call on that phone to you know set up Skype and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But still, my mum would prefer to ring on the landline. On the landline. Yeah. So when the when the phone would ring, it would be like, oh no, and you'd hear something. Shiana, I don't know, Shiana. Not that as a too friendly. It sounded very friendly. But they would say like, hey, I ring her from. Yeah. Uh, um, and then because I wanted to, wanted to also be accepted in society mm. I wanted to speak Swedish so I put myself even under more pressure yeah. that don't speak English because I want I'm I'm here now I yeah, you, you want to learn exactly yeah. I want to start, I should speak Swedish so um, so yeah the first few uh, two two and a half years or whatnot, I was learning Swedish yeah. uh, to the point that I could Converse, yeah, and communicate. Yeah, exactly. That was a big, a big weight off my shoulder. Yeah. That really made a big difference. I mean, to my confidence, you know, a lot of personal confidence. And I'm a graphic designer by trade, and mm. I felt it was also important if I was going to be a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. I can't demand I only work with clients who work on English yeah. projects. So. <laughs> I was like, well, I want to be able to also write because I, I enjoy writing. You know? I wanted to be able to write headlines yeah. or that I knew made sense or would sell or convey what I wanted to convey. And it's again about being able to communicate, which is a key thing. Mm-hmm. And if you can't communicate, if you can't say, if someone says, yeah, we're going to put a new advertising campaign together, Andy, and it says this at the top, mm-hmm. and I can't go, that doesn't make it and I can't then yeah, you can't you feel, you feel like not, not no, adequate you know? no and you want to be able to throw in an idea and go wouldn't it be better if we said Dom Vilbaraha and instead of we, we will have let's say Dom Vilbaraha yes you know give it more strength give it more impact but yeah. you can only do that if you have a you know strength in a language exactly you know? exactly so yeah that's basically how I, I came I mean so what was like uh, apart from that? Like, how did you view Sweden before you came here? Like, I, you you told me that you came here a lot, but what was your uh, like perception of Swedes in the world? We always see this little country, Sweden, getting a lot of attention in the world, <laughs> like like too much even to the point where we think like we're this metropolitan. Uh, 
I don't know how I don't even know how to describe it, but what was your like perception of of, of the Swede? Of the Swede. Yeah. Well I have to say from a young age it was the same I think as I'm us. Well, yeah, they, I mean, let's face it. I mean, particularly yeah. they were the main exports. I mean, yeah. It's not like I say England was like secluded in that way. We were, as a kid, we were told to hate the French. Yeah, I mean that was you know, and, and so the frogs, the frogs, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was the sort of attitude. So it wasn't like we were open armed as, as a child. It wasn't like you know the whole Scandinavian countries. Uh, yeah. it, we had the impression it was blondes. It was. Mm. Okay, it was good music, but it was very, very clean, very well organised, and everything. Mm. And that was the impression I had. Until you, I've never met a Swedish person or a yeah. Nordic person or whatsoever. So I had no, uh, what's the word? I only had the stereotypical images, and that's yeah. a sad, sad thing in the world. Is unless you go places, you only get these stereotypical images yeah. because you get force-fed them. Yeah. But um, it's funny enough, I. I was in a long-term relationship, not long-term relationship, but well, I was in a relationship with an, an English girl, and um, it was great, and it was wonderful. Well, when we split up, mm. I, I made a, a decision I didn't want to ever go out with an English girl again, right. because I wanted to know more. About. I wanted to know more about everything. It felt yeah. like I, I, I knew... If I met an English person, we would talk about stuff I knew. Yeah. We would talk about TV programmes I knew, we would talk about... Yeah. Everything because she would be roughly, yeah, exactly the same age, and we would know, and we would, yeah, we'll, yeah. you know, it would be great, but we would know the ends, yes, exactly. So that's why when I met my Swedish partner at the time, she was uh, a tour guide, yeah. and uh, her knowledge of, I mean, not England was amazing because she was a tour guide in England, yeah. So she was taking me around England and showing me things. I was like, oh my god, how do you know all this stuff? <laughs> well, good. you know, this is where they were, mm. and then take me back to Sweden. It's like, well, I can take you in, and it was, it was like the whole world opened up, and so yeah. I, I saw Sweden in a, another way. I saw yeah. it as like, wow, this is a, and and I've got to give credit to like her friends, um, Tessa and, and Jesper, who were like her best friends, who mm. welcomed, I mean, welcomed me and her family, I'd say, mm. welcomed me with open arms. Mm. So when I arrived, it felt like I was coming into. They were literally like friends. Mm -hmm. They were like so. <coughs> all my expectations sort of like, oh my god, they're really nice people. This is gorgeous. They seem really, really friendly and that, that funny. Story. They seem friendly. They, no, no, I don't want to, to underline yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and before I moved over, 
um, I actually phoned recruiting agency mm. um, and I said, oh, no, do you speak English? Blah, blah, blah. I said, look, I just want to know, I'm going to try and look for a job as a designer. Um, what is it like? I'm a, I'm a black guy. What mm. is it like? And he said, I said, no, I want an honest opinion. I said, this isn't radio or anything like that. It's yeah. the news. I just want to know an honest opinion. And he said, well, tell you the truth, if you have dreadlocks, you're going to find it difficult. Yeah. You had riddles? No. Oh, right. No. <laughs> See, I had no hair whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> when, I was, when I was young. Back then. <laughs> when back I was then. young. Um, but yeah, it, it, I appreciate his honesty in that because yeah. it did let me know that, yes, there yeah. is racism. There will be. People yeah. will judge you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are always aware of that. Even when you, you know, you, you know it's Scandinavian, you know you're mm-hmm. going to be a minority again. Yeah. But I was shocked by how much I did feel in the minority mm-hmm. when I came. I was really like, wow, it really is you know, spot the black sort of moments, you know, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And yeah. <laughs> that not everyone is as friendly on the street as you think. <laughs> when you realise that they don't make eye contact. Yeah, but that's a typical Swedish thing. Yes, it's, not, it's not personal. It's though. not. <laughs> but when you're used to the English and they're wonderful, you know, I've hung out in bars and clubs yeah. and... And people speak to you, and you chat, and yeah. we we drinks. That's the, yeah. key, the key thing. If you go out for a drink with anyone, you you yeah. share the bill. I'll get this one for you. That's the attitude. It's yeah. and you, you stand in the queue, and, and the person at the till would say like, "Oh, you doing, love? You all right? You know, how's your day yeah. been?" They talk to you, yeah. and then when you got to Sweden, it was like yeah. silence. Yeah. This yeah. this silence. And then when people weren't making eye contact, that was really unnerving. That yeah, took me a long time to get used to. The, like, the, the head turning down to look at the shoes. Yeah. And I go, oh, what? Is, and I, 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 I used to look down at the shoes as well. Is it the shoes? But yeah. they're looking down and they do it yeah. blatantly, no disguising. They walk yeah. towards you as soon as you get close, looking down. Yeah. So you, it's hard. You realise that, well, how am I going to communicate that I'm friendly or that yeah. you're friendly and that? That we're not enemies. I mean, <clears throat> that's a hard one. Like, I mean, after a while you get used to it, but it's 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 a really hard one, and and you notice it more even when you when you go abroad, like you you on vacation somewhere, and you really understand how Swedish you are because <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody comes towards you and they want to be friendly, and you like thinking like get away from me, <laughs> like. And then you you catch yourself like oh I'm just being Swedish I'm just being that black sweet guy you know that black sweet that's why I call myself the black sweet sometimes especially when I'm abroad like because that's 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 actually it's nothing personal but it's I don't know where that came from it's it's totally a different you know program for it but it is a thing yeah and, yeah and we you know it's getting better yeah it's getting better yeah. but but it's been a thing for yeah. for for the culture. So I've not faced open racism, uh, yeah. apart from just the other day. But <laughs> <laughs> apart from uh, apart from, from just the other just, just the five other minutes ago, when I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. yeah let, let's hear it. Let's but, hear it. No, well, I was, it was just a, a group of guys in the car driving past, pretending to shoot me as they drove past. I mean, oh, that's a common one. That's a common probably yeah. thing that goes on. But it just actually all you have to do is reach in your pocket, like, and, they, and then, that and then it's something. like reverse because yeah. they actually believe that you're as as long as, as just because you're black, 
they actually believe that you you have a gangster affiliation. So once you do like this, like you're gonna shoot back, they shit their pants. <laughs> actually, but that's true though. That's, that, I'm not even lying. That's true. Like just reach back in your pocket and act like you know, do that, do that little, do that little mannerism thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I can't even, it doesn't come to me quick enough. It takes practice though. You only, you only been here like what, twelve years? <laughs> Thirty years. Thirty Plus, years. So, so it takes practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, yo, let's not. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but realizing there is racism in Sweden and feeling at times like I was going back to the 60s, having grown up and gone through the skinheads and the far right and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Realising <laughs> they still allow Nazi marches. Yeah. You know, when I realised that, I was like, that was a big shock the first but year. But that's democracy though. Yeah, and I know, and I understand that sort of freedom of speech, but what, for me, this is what I, my bottom line is, if your speech leads to death, yeah. Then it is not free Freedom. speech. No, it's not. If you're, if anything you say will lead to someone else being hurt, mm-hmm. murdered, killed, then that's not free speech. Yeah. And I know their politics on the far right leads only to one way. Yeah. Death. People get hurt. People yeah. get killed. That's not free speech. That's incitement. Or so. people get getting eradicated in whatever means necessary. are possible exactly. or necessary. Exactly. So I so, know. Uh, I I'm um, no. It was unnerving. It was, yeah. and the fact that since I've been here, it's grown. The world's changed. I mean, yeah. my God, from when I moved here, honestly, I felt like I moved here in the the heyday of the of, of the globe, yeah. when everything felt possible. The world felt like it was getting closer. The EU, everything yeah. felt like, wow, we're moving forward. Mobile phones, internet, Netflix, everything yeah. felt like we're getting better. The world's getting closer. We're yeah. learning. But that's the, that's the backside, and that's what we were talking about—that bubble. Because all all this all these communication possibilities have just led to us communicating with only the people that form the same opinion exactly. as we do, and that in itself creates more division, mm. <laughs> which is crazy. Like, yeah. like we have more means to communicate. Yes, but we're dividing ourselves sense. even more. So it's like, how do we? Yes, how do we get? You know, how do we solve that? Yeah, it's crazy. How do we solve that? And it goes back to what I was and saying. Andy Collins has the ha- has the answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> how I'm do we? On the yeah, answer. how do we solve that? It's, it's funny enough. It's kind of one thing I feel like I'm trying to work on, which yeah. is uh, just leading to the website. And yeah. what I when I moved to Sweden, what I started was a website called Urban Life, mm-hmm. and that was meant to be the home of Afro-Swedish culture. Yeah. Because what I wanted to try and do was to bridge that gap. To mm-hmm. wanted to, to bridge a gap between uh, black culture and white culture in Sweden mm-hmm. and that Swedes could enter into the website, learn more, mm-hmm. and black people could feel a bit more part of society. They were mm-hmm. together. They were a community and build yeah. a community in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, all, that was actually really... I would say it was ahead of its time in that way. But we were the only website that was actively seeking black people that had been here and struggled through it wanting to write their stories and use them as role models for the next generation to show that you can achieve you can struggle it will be hard but you can achieve and and build something here in Sweden yeah and then there was other things like 
they'll put in there like how to do hair and, and men yeah. shaving and all this sort of stuff that yeah. that otherwise outside of the UK was completely missing. Yeah. It was like, but okay, still is. I mean, it's yeah. better, but but it still is. Like a lot of that stuff is really hard. Like especially for for the younger generation, and and especially for the younger generation of half Swedish, half yeah. African. I used to call them Afro-European. Actually, a phrase that I started way back, I was ahead of my time when I was saying stuff like Afro-European. People were like, what? Really? Okay. I'm like, yeah, because I'm European, but I'm African, so I'm Afro-European. Yeah, and it doesn't, it didn't compute for people. And a lot, for a lot of people, it doesn't compute even now. Yeah. But we have a lot of kids growing up, growing up now that are, that are Afro-European. Like, this is what they know, but their skin color, the skin color and the... The hair or yeah, the style—it's it's Af it's African American or African, yeah. But they still have a European mind state. So exactly. how do we make these kids feel exactly. part of society? Do we have to label them or like it's well, that you know, was the, the challenge? Yeah, that's how I felt for my kids as well. Was how will they feel? Yeah, at home here, how will they identify? And that's a, exactly that bridging that gap, or yeah. trying to at least sort of say you have both sides, you yeah. have bulk culture, and mm. it's great. You can, mm. it's it's a wonderful <coughs> thing. It's a beautiful thing, mm. and it's a sign of, of how we are. We're all human beings. We're all mm. living on one bloody planet. And mm. get over this. It's the, mm. oh, it feels like the world's gone backwards, but it feels like we still haven't got over the sheer fact that come on, we all come in different bloody colours. We mm. all like different things. This is not news. This has been the way it has been since time began. Celebrate it. Yeah. And it's no wonder if an alien comes, the first thing we do is kill it because that's our attitude to anything which just doesn't seem to bloody look like you. Yeah. It's just oh, mind-numbingly frustrating. So I, I hope, I, I keep hoping that those borders have changed and that our kids are. But now, more when, you, when you say when you said the word alien, it kind of like dawned to me like maybe it's ingrained. It's engraved in our DNA. It's maybe it's part of our. Survival instinct. Something alien comes towards you to fear what we don't know. Yeah, because like that's the only way we we were we we were uh, supposed to survive back in the days. Because like if you think of early man, yeah, and the little knowledge they had of the world. I mean, that was their first instinct. Like something <laughs> something comes towards yeah. you. It's life or death. Yeah, and maybe we still have that a little bit in us, like even though we know more, but it's like the instincts, like oh, it's different, ah, yeah, you know, it's know. new, ah, because even like the challenge is like oh, a skateboard, you know, mm -hmm. you look at it it's like ah, I might get hurt. That's the yeah. first thing you think, yeah. like that's, not like it's going to be fun, yeah. or no, I might get hurt. That's yeah. the first instinct, you know, yeah. and maybe that's what it is with everything yeah. it's an instinct that we have to get rid of but maybe it's harder than yeah. it's more like I think we've been reinforced to fear yeah. what we don't know through movies through media through yeah. uh, parents attitudes to other people's attitudes that we are being taught to yeah. fear what we don't know in fact you know, it, it, it also goes down to it goes back oh, I keep going around in circles but yeah. the, to the music side where if someone doesn't tell you this is good mm -hmm. then you won't give it a chance you mean well if it's not number one in the charts it can't be any good yeah. how we we almost 
we, we want to be told it's okay. Is this okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. And that's a little bit here in Sweden that you feel that as well, is that everyone's kind of waiting to be told if that's good. Yeah. Oh, it must be good. Everyone's talking about it. And, and we're quick. Mm-hmm. I have to say that's something I've noticed here in Sweden. If, if someone endorses it, if it's shendis, if yeah. it's this, then everyone wants to know. They'll, then they'll flood. They'll mm-hmm. fill the gates. But, yeah. it, but, but it doesn't quite make sense because they've got to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And yet nobody wants to give anyone who's new a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the... The, they're the seeds. They're the, they're the what grows. And if, mm-hmm. why only feed a full plant? Yeah, it's the seeds you need to feed. And the, I, I've never quite understood it, particularly when when we throw plaudits elsewhere. But you don't mm-hmm. take care of your own. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's that Trump thing where I, I, these lead world leaders. Yeah. But I can't understand. You know, yes, they're lining their pockets. I understand the way the way the, sort of way the world works. Mm-hmm. But where people don't leaders don't look after their own people. Mm-hmm. And put them first, yeah. but instead they'll do everything else around it. You know, they'll treat their, their own people badly. Yeah. I understand if you might treat another country badly. If you're the leader, you'll go, "Oh, that country wants to take our stuff. Tell them yeah. to get stuff." That I can understand. But when you go, "Well, our people need some food," and you go, "No, they can get stuff. This is your <coughs> own." So I don't get it how how the Swedish, the Sweden, it's across where they just look. At, at international artists, international mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, and say they're great, they're wonderful, they're the best thing we ever heard. Or if they make it out outside it's, of Sweden, yeah, they, then it's going to be like, exactly off the US. Yeah, so there's Sarah Larsson right now, yeah. and I mean, all these people have to go to the states first yeah. before they blow up. I mean, but it's, it's it goes way back to ABBA and, and um, as well. Like yeah, they had so to true. make it outside of Sweden yeah. before they became huge stars in Sweden, which is yeah. weird because Sweden is such a small place. But yeah. Yeah, this. But those are like, those are like major questions, though. Yeah. I have, a, I have a few uh, theories about stuff like that. But it's gonna sound very conspirational. That's even a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it was nine eleven actually. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the whole conspiracy thing was yeah. put on everything, and then when things like Trump gets in, and suddenly we realize the Russians might have tampered with it. I don't really believe like. Maybe there's some truth to it, but I don't believe like Putin and the Russian government be like, "Yo, let's go out there and actually <laughs> take over the United States government <laughs> and try." Because like, if you look at the intelligence capabilities of America and Russia, I mean, American intelligence capabilities are so much bigger. Plus, they they work together with the British intelligence capabilities, mm-hmm. so the Russians would be so outnumbered. So they might have done it as a prank. Maybe, but I don't think they were really serious. Like we're gonna go in and change. I agree. I don't think they yeah. went into. I think it was like a prank thing. Let's 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 just, see what we can do. Yeah. I think that the hack. From for me, this is just my theory. Was that yeah. the hackers were seeing how far they could yeah. go in yeah. that process, and then if they did find a, a wormhole about a back route in, yeah, and they played they, with that it, that they went, yeah, let's yeah. see. Actually, we've managed to get into Florida's voting thing, yeah. and we can change because I, I do do think because Trump, you know get too political here but mm. but Trump you know is a friend of Putin and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was in his favour to have an ally in the mm. White House it makes yeah. perfect sense yeah. and it has proved that way I mean yeah. but the but, thing is uh, in, uh, at, the un- at the other end like these things are kind of hard to uh, hide especially like computers because everybody thinks like oh computers you could do anything but computers always leave trails yeah. like you can never hide anything even if you erase a disk 
is always some remnants of like yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. so that would be really stupid of putting to to go that route you know like really and you know, he's been found out so yeah he's been <laughs> found, found out. out so the trail is less active yeah so but, I don't think he was dumb enough to do it but anyway that's a, that's a question to be answered for you know I think it was like a prank that went too far and like oh how do we save this now like you guys what were you doing like don't play with this stuff because well, it's, it's too major to be played with as far as I'm concerned I'm going to wait for Fox News because I, I trust them to let me know yeah. if he did or didn't do it <laughs> yeah yeah same here I'm actually waiting for the guy to get his job back again what's his name uh, uh, no, I, don't, I don't know his name but I know what you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. He got fired. But molesting. Uh, yeah, but they losing God. so much ratings right now. Bill, like, mm, Bill, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Oh, oh my God. Dear, dear, dear. Yeah. But yeah, man. So yeah. <laughs> when we actually like how we started this whole thing, I wanted to see like what what you feel about the creative state of Sweden and how how come Sweden is such a big entity right now when it comes to creatives, uh, designers, musicians. Yeah, you know yeah. the. The, the Max Martins, the Sarah Lashans, which all have like some kind of like soul uh, background, really, mm. you know, in Sweden. But as for you, as a fighter for Swedish soul writers uh, or soul singers Swedish, or whatever, yeah. like how do you feel about that? Because we 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 do have some success. Yeah, like out in the world yeah, as exactly. a, a songwriters and producers and, uh, and what yeah. you know stuff like that. But does it does it uh, does it rain down or trickle down to the to the? I know what you mean the grassroots. Yeah, to the, the grassroots. No, basically. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. No, because yeah. what it's a it's a machine. Yeah, it's a machine. It's a money machine. Yeah. And that's music today. It's the money machine, mm-hmm. uh, and I accept that. And I'm just trying to work within the parameters of it. But it mm-hmm. is a machine, and mm-hmm. once they get something that works, they're looking for something else that works. There's yeah. no, we don't, we haven't got time to test. They're not going to put money into tests, and yeah. they will put out artists that you know they will team them up with great producers, great writers, great videos. They, there is a formula that works. Mm-hmm. They know what platforms and where to put it on and the time. It's yeah. all, you know, probably the alleg- alleg- Logarithm, rhythm, algorithm, algorithm, thank yeah, you, yeah. are all set out. They know yeah, the way know. to to reach young their audience. It's mm-hmm. their audience, and there is a key audience they are targeting. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, if you don't fit those criteria, it's mm-hmm. a struggle. Yeah. It's an absolute struggle. They are bringing us bands. They are bringing us new, fresh, innovative mm-hmm. sounds. They're giving ones that if oh hang on this one kind of worked or someone did something okay we'll package this with that mm-hmm. we'll give it this image and we'll bombard it everywhere. It's like they created an ideal. Yes. They want you to follow it. And exactly. If you're not the ideal, then then you're out of no, like, you're outside no. of the parameter and then you're exactly. not relevant. Anymore. Exactly. And I don't want to sound like it sounds really so you can sound really sort of bitter and, yeah. and sound like oh well it's because this person's you know that the the major corporations are taking bands and you know it sounds a but bit I mean, of a uh, but it's true though look at idol yeah idol now is like the biggest platform for new artists and if you if you're not an artist on idol every year now you not gonna yeah not gonna yeah. make it yeah. not gonna make it yeah and it's idol and then Eurovision yeah. 
Then it's opening those doors. Those doors have got harder when, you know, if it's basically if you're on Sony's label and they open, mm. they can open doors for you immediately. Mm. They'll go, we'll get you on this show, we'll get you on this breakfast show, yeah. we'll get you in this, uh, we can get you onto these uh, festival stages. Mm. You're going to meet your public. That, and, and it's amazing how we all, when we see someone on TV, we go, they were good. Mm. Oh, they really like that track. Because mm. you've seen them on TV. They wouldn't be on TV if they were a regular Joe. So- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're mentally, you're already sold. Yeah. And then you open the newspaper and there's a double page spread on that artist. And there's a full picture. And then you find that they're playing in your local town. They must be good. I'm yeah. in. I'm yeah. there. Yeah. And then I'll put on the car radio. It's going on again. And we are swept up to that point where they also know how, you know, how the track length should be and, and yeah. the sounds. They're even getting down to a song. It's, it's a, a blueprint. Exactly. And it's a blueprint. And it's becoming, a, for those of us who love music, we hear that blueprint quite clearly. Mm-hmm. While there are many others who are happy to be in that blueprint, who are happy. They go, well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine, it's poppy, it's catchy, and, mm-hmm. and, and it feels good. And so what more do you want? Yeah. But for, for those of us who knew music and have uh, loved music in another way, it's a reflection of our emotions. Yeah. It's a reflection of where we are in the world. It's a reflection of who we are as people uh, at that time. You need more than just one sound coming at you we need it to reflect us and that's where music came from it was a reflection of how we felt Mm -hmm. it was one of our most beautiful ever if not the most beautiful creation we as humans have given the world and that's how different genres got born you know you had the punk genres and then the sub-punk genres and you know but but you know we're losing that today because like right now even in hip hop like you hear now it's the same sound at that you know, trap sound, and everybody's doing that, and yeah. nobody want to hear anything else. And it's getting so repetitive. It's like you want to give up the whole, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's even hard to find new artists now. 
it's crazy on the internet. Like, uh, is it? It's hard uh, to find new artists yeah, on the internet. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, but that's it, weird. It's. Uh, I mean, it's the one thing that I have been trying to push, or or I am, and always will be dedicated to helping bands mm-hmm. as well, because I that one of the most beautiful things I think are still bands. I think yeah. bands. Uh, it's not till you notice when you look at the charts. Or if anyone's listening, or I hope there's loads of people listening. Yeah. Um, uh, look at bands. Look at your chart list and see where the bands are. See where the new bands are. Yeah. There's a dynamic, the dynamicism, the dynamic within a band, which you, it's the magic on stage. Yeah. It's magic in the music when you know that these five, six, seven group of people have made music. They've sat and each one of them contribute to what you hear. Yeah, it's a different feeling than when you hear one person who's mm-hmm. standing behind a keyboard mm-hmm. and someone singing. It's. Yeah. It's a different. Nothing wrong with that. There is just to say there is nothing wrong. There is a skill. There is an art in being able to produce and create music on your own and mm. present that with wonderful vocalists. It is wonderful. I have many many tracks that I adore that are like that. Mm. But there's room for bands. Yeah. There's room for bands and a guitarist and bassist and and that dynamics when they're on stage and the friendship and yeah. as we go back to being about communicating with each other yeah, yeah, yeah. when you can see that these group of people hang out they chat they talk they drink they play it's, it's but but the the thing is that there's not an environment for that because now everything is so everybody's so self-centered mm-hmm. and everything is driven by so let's say you have a band and you have an Instagram page Who's supposed to run that? Who's supposed to put up? You know, you know yeah, that, those are stupid things. Like yeah, they sound stupid, yeah. but who decides what picture to put up? You know, they have to have a meeting about that. Yeah. Like, oh, now we're going, we want to, we want to like put something up on our Instagram. What are we going to put up? Are we going to put up a picture of our band, or we're going to put up a picture of the drummer? You know. Yeah. So these are like small things, but that are relevant. In today's environment, because everything is so self-centered, you have your page, you have your little yeah, feed. So, yeah. oh, Ola, why did you put up something about our band? You didn't discuss it with us. Ah, and that's, that's a problem. To, you're you right, know? because those, those small uh, discussions that end up blowing up. Yeah, like you said if people can't take criticism into yeah. the world. They're what split bands up yeah. immediately. Oh well, I'll do it myself then. Yeah. Oh well, because you can. Because you can. And that goes to even relationships. Like yeah. now, it's like, oh, but I'm independent. I don't need yeah. you. Like, yeah, exactly. I could, get, I could get my own apartment and yeah. okay. live off my own salary. Yeah. Just share the kids. And, yeah, exactly. You know, every other exactly. People. It's very very quick nowadays yeah. where you can seem to say, well, no, okay, I deal with. We actually had know. we had a little uh, Instagram concept, uh, conversation about that. The ego. Like why? What? We were talking more hip hop. Like why are they not any more hip hop groups? Mm. Because now it's like it's all about yeah, the, that well, one nice. guy. Yeah. Remember back in the nineties, oh, you had all the groups, the, the R and B groups, and the, the every <laughs> no, the clicks, the crews, yeah, the posse. Exactly. Now yeah. it's like it's like one guy and the, uh, maybe the entourage. Yeah, exactly, and, you know. exactly. And I miss that. I mean, yeah. this is why at times I feel old, but I feel privileged. I have to say, I look back when when artists like the Great Prince and David Bowie and, and an artist have passed away. Yeah. And I, just the other day, I, I saw a video, it just had a clip and it had a 
Freddie Mercury talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I was thinking, I've lived through those. Mm-hmm. I remember when they started. I remember when Michael Jackson was a young kid. Yeah. Obviously, I was my age. But <laughs> I remember yeah. all of that. I remember all of growing up through that. I remember when Prince came out with his first tracks. I remember when all of this started. I remember yeah. when bands that... Even the thing being about music, mm-hmm. and this is perhaps why I... I'm passionate about what I do. When I when I grew up, music just meant music. Yeah. So when I listened to the radio, it was rock, mm-hmm. it was pop, it was soul, it was it was anything. Everything. It was music. everything. Yeah. My parents listened to calypso mm-hmm. and country music mm-hmm. and Elvis and I mean, everything would go. Peggy Lee. It was anything in my house. Yeah. Bob Marley on Sundays. And, and I didn't think it didn't even occur to me that there was different genres a different genre yeah. it's just sounded good mm-hmm. i would sing every track that came on and then as i got older i started to get into ska i love my ska and then i got into reggae mm-hmm. reggae music was big for me and then then i like my pop tracks you know i thought duran mm-hmm. duran and them lot was playing big tune i was i was into it i was like this is really good music but i would play that track Mm-hmm. And then I'd go play my Kid Creole track. It was it was a big I was a big Kid Creole the, the Coconuts fan. Yeah. And then I would go and play my my new um, Bunny Whaler album or my new yeah. um, oh, so I say Gate Man. I had some wonderful twelve inches from Green Sleeves. I mean, I loved my reggae. I mean, all of it was just music. Yeah. And it was I was after a feeling. I was after a feeling. When Grandmaster, I was at the concerts when um, Beastie Boys, Run DMC. Um, LL Cool J were doing their first tours mm. at Brixton. I was at the very front, and yeah. my, and I, you kind of know you're witnessing. You knew in that time the atmosphere. You knew this was the start of something. Mm. Hip hop came out of the blue, and it, I had Green Man. I had a um, oh, Green Man, Yellow Man, that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Man, like that. Yeah. Like, but Yellow Man, and he was a big sort of rapper. He was one of the pioneers of rap. Yeah. And I loved his reggae style. So when we then came out, when, when hip hop then started, and you know we could sing Grandmaster Flash, and I was there. It was, and then it became fun. Kid and play, and all these artists it became fun and parties and mm. house parties, and mm. there's so much wrapped into music. And it also then became a symbolism of who I was. Yeah. Because at that stage, I would feel like sometimes I'm hanging out with the reggae crowd, and I'd go to a black club, and it'd be cool. Yeah. And then next time I'm listening to R and B, and I'm like, you know. Beating heart, and it was, it was something for everyone. I, I, it was music, sh- and I feel scared that that young people mm. have just got one route. Yeah, there is no other expression. There is no well, maybe a lounge with a bit of late night reggae at this time. It's some heavy dub, mm. you know. Or then I'll put on my uh, a bit of rock. I listen to you know Bohemian Rhapsody at four o'clock in the morning. If I feel like it. Or yeah. I'll listen to like no, no. It's got to be this side of music. I've got. Yeah. To, I've just got one. Root. Yeah. I, I do worry uh, that people won't appreciate anything outside of that. That they won't really go like, well, "This is." But I think different. that the creation of the bubble has been a long time coming. You know, like mm-hmm. slowly but steadily, and it's actually like, uh, if I'm gonna go crazy with it, it's actually a form of divide and conquer, because then people are not getting together. As a whole, they, you have them in all these little po- these little pockets where you can send in messages like, "Oh, the hip hop crowd, yeah, yeah, this is how we communicate with them. Mm-hmm. The rock crowd, mm-hmm. this is how we communicate with them." It's pretty much the same message, like yeah. consume, yeah, 
shut the hell up and consume. Yeah. But but we don't have to communicate it to everybody because yeah. if everybody's communicating, then they're stronger. So I think it's 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 something behind it's it, you know. It has divided us so in and, a way. And um, well, basically, what I love with the, the music that I'm finding and trying yeah. to 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 help reach others is it's not just in case anyone is thinking that mm. Scandinavian soul is a pure copy of American soul mm-hmm. that is not what it is at right. all yeah. in fact I, I try to sort of say that if you say Scandinavian the, the clue is in the word Scandinavian mm-hmm. it's not American soul it's yeah. the soul and what I'm trying to help encourage and find is Scandinavian the soul. Scandinavian soul. Thank yeah. you. That's exactly not, it. Not the music, but exactly. the soul of thank Scandinavia. You. Thank you. Maybe you should change it up to soul, soul of Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Because I have thought that many times. Yeah. I have thought that many, many times. It was only because of the Google Google yeah, search yeah. words. To yeah. be honest, yeah. because I, you know, because if you want to search, you wouldn't perhaps search for soul or Scandinavia. But yeah. You might search for Scandinavian, Scandinavian soul. soul. Yeah. So you know, and again, it's about how. You but the slogan could be soul of Scandinavia. Scandinavia, and I love that. I, I really, really do. And that is for me the underlying mm. um, line of what I'm. I constantly try to find um, is music that has. It's come from their soul, and yeah. it's fine if they if it comes from influences from Jill Scott and American Soul, and mm-hmm. if it has those clear influences. Yeah. But when people do what, for me, the Americans aren't doing, mm-hmm. take it somewhere a little bit further, mm-hmm. which is what the Scandinavians are doing, where they mm-hmm. take it into electronic, they almost mm-hmm. rip a lot of the soul out of it, yeah. but then they put soulful vocals on it, yeah. or they'll take part of it and, and, and mix it a little bit. And I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. There's a it's different and a wonderful email I got once from a lady in America who said I really love your website which is great and she said um, um, no music no music in America sounds like this mm-hmm. and I, I knew what she meant yeah. because it, 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 it's unique in its own way it's a wonderful man I call Pomona Dream who do this sort of they're mixing it. They're mixing old '80s with soulful lyrics, and yeah. you wouldn't get that in a, in a particular mm-hmm. black neighbourhood where they are. For me, in, in America, where they would take mm-hmm. those influences, they would take you know those clues, those those snippets, and, and make something new out of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Scandinavian soul artists, so soulful artists in Scandinavia is how I like to mm-hmm. say it, are doing what they feel. They have no borders in what they can and. And can do, can do. Yeah. and then that makes it exciting because every time I get sent a track, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. It's kind of great. It's not like I go, oh, this all sounds so samey. It sounds, mm. you know, and anyone I hope who goes onto the website mm. will find it all sounds uh, uh, varied. That mm. you never know what the next track might sound. It mm. might sound a bit jazzy. It might sound a bit soulful. It might sound a bit this. Well, I can listen to a lot of new soul on some soul stations and. I, I kind of know. I can't, it's, it's, you know where it's going. I know where it's going. The yeah. next track comes up, and it's, it's the blueprint. Of, it's a little blueprint again, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and unfortunately, many other genres that have you get yeah. stuck in. Well, this formula works, and it has to be like this. But the funny thing is, like, uh, what I notice about Scandinavian soul or Scandinavian urban music is that there's no market for it. So the people that actually do it. They do it because they love it, you know. But soon as you, soon as you have a market, then everybody's going to follow the bl- the blueprint of the market, and that's what happens in big, uh, big places like America, England, 
because they actually see the market and they know what suits the market so they're going to do what's for the market in order to gain the the proceeds of that market whatever so so that's the that's the funny thing that we're fighting for these guys to actually get more revenue out of the market Mm. but that's the same thing that's going to kill that soul that we're talking about So it's a, it's a, it's it's a tough balance to walk, you know. I, I, can, I can give you a, a hold on, but I can give you a story mm. um, that just reflects the way the music industry is. Mm. Um, there's a band called the Magnolia from Gothenburg. Mm. Who never. have you heard? No, probably never. I I know the word. It's a yeah. big, it's, a, it's a famous word. <laughs> it's a famous word. It's a flower, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the color. Well, uh, they're based in Gothenburg. Anyway, they, they, they were two lead singers, and for me, one of the greatest mm. bands Sweden's ever produced. Ever, right, right. they were they were different. Two male vocalists, each vocalist. I mean, when I say two male vocalists, you go, "What band is actually? What band is two male vocalists?" Mm. And each vocalist has a distinct sound. It wasn't like well, one was a bit weaker. No, they were, and they weren't just. They weren't just people. They were charis- They were charismatic. I mean, you, when they're on stage, you know you're seeing mm-hmm. like the Amy Winehouses of the world. You are yeah. seeing people that were born to do this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, from the first time um, my friend Sandra sent me the clip, I said, "This is this this is what you, you dream of." Mm-hmm. We we did the Soul Awards, and uh, a guy I know from Warner Music, I said, "You've got to come down and see this band." You really do. This is like nothing else. Came down, honestly, everyone at the awards are open mouth, literally going, what, what is this? Because he just didn't expect it. Afterwards, he said, Andy, you're right. What a band. Mm-hmm. I'll take the lead singer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And he took what the lead singer. I'll take the lead yeah. singer. He took so the, he split he the split, whole thing. split the whole thing. Oh, my God. And he's doing well. Yeah, the lead singer's doing well because anybody we heard of. I don't want to say that. Because it wasn't a bad thing. But you already said it. Magnolia. Yeah, people do their research. Yeah, but but it wasn't a bad thing. Not blaming him at all. Yeah, not in any way. And I'm really he's a lovely guy. And because it was the door opens and the door only opens once. Yeah, you know. It doesn't like every day someone's going to come and open the door for you. Hey, so you've got to take the chance, and mm. you know, and it was the right decision for him uh, at the time. And I know, all respect to him. And it, but it was a symbol for me. It was mm. the sign, yeah. and and, it, and the, all the reasoning that my friend at Warner Music gave made sense as well. Yeah, we don't, we can't afford bands. Do you yeah. know how much yeah. it costs to take a band? Actually. It's it, it's logical. It's like you go. We can't. You add it all up. The contracts, the the travel costs, the time, and me putting on events. I know those costs yeah. of putting stuff on, and it's so. It's actually a deliberate direction from from the yeah. record companies, actually. And that's one thing I forgot to say. But it is deliberate because it's always easier to deal with one person. Yeah. Yes. But no. now, as you uh, you said, you're going back to England. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna get into that. Like, uh, what's up? What's up with the, you know, the the the, the political climate over there oh with the God. Brexit and the regret? What <laughs> Brexit? Re- what's that? Regret, regret, what's regret, 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 regret Brexit, regret Brexit. Yeah, uh, regret. They call it remoners. 
Remoners. Remoners instead there. of remain, they've become remoners because they're moaning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Remoners. That's a new one. Well, what do you think about that? Like, were, were you one of the advocates for uh, exiting or staying? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm so pleased to say, in, in, my, in my in personal history, it feels like I've always stayed on the right side of, of politics in that way. Where I felt like I I wouldn't have associated with the people who were calling for Brexit. They yeah. weren't the people I would ever have stood next to Nigel Farage and all those people. They were never going to be people I looked at and thought, yeah. he speaks for me, ever. It would, it would never have happened. So yeah. It didn't matter, even if his point was right, I yeah. wasn't, I knew he wasn't, nothing he was saying. I, I'm not that easily led. And it just feels yeah. like, oh, come on. How, you can't be that naive. When someone stands up and says, I want my country back. Yeah. <laughs> it, it I thought, nowadays, why would you, wouldn't you scratch your head and think, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Like, what do you mean by I want my country back? From what? From who? From what? What are you on about? We've just got closer. I mean, mm. I understand. I do understand a lot of people have issues with the amount of, uh, the amount of what might look like a large amount of, uh, not immigrants, but foreigners coming. Mm-hmm. That it's suddenly, when I go back, even on holiday after a year, and you go back and you go, well, there's a lot of different people around there. There's a lot of new faces. Mm. And, when it goes too quickly, people come with their own. Oh, what's the word? How do I sound? How do I put this? It's like maybe it's like the neighbours who moved in next door and, and would throw a mattress outside the front door and yeah. hang it out because that's what they would do in their country. Yeah, it's like well, actually, maybe need a little time to adjust to. We don't. Yeah, but that's the thing that. uh, with the everything. Some something being. Uh, something new strange to yes. us and it's like that's common exactly. though but exactly. when it happens too fast yes. that's the thing yeah and yeah. so for a lot of people they might have felt it was too fast yeah. and there's one thing you're complaining about that but there's another thing is then having some idiot stand up yeah. and start to say well this is the answer there's yeah. a quick fix there's one button we need to press yeah let's shut it let's down. just shut it down <laughs> yeah that's the answer and everything will be rosy and, yeah. and I can't believe people are so still so gullible that they really think things are fixed by one prayer, you know, like yeah. that's it, all done, everyone's off, and we're back to normal. Yeah. It, like the world works like that, but then very, very easy. We're so, but but to be honest, just going back on that, that it was the newspapers. I mean, really, the in particular in England, the was um, it Daily Mail and the Sun and mm-hmm. their headlines. I mean, I think at one point I posted it on Facebook. I mean, it's like nearly a hundred newspaper covers or warning about immigrants and, and, and yeah. the saboteurs and this that and the other and you were you were literally bombarded with yeah. every reason to hate the EU again yeah. as I say we were brought up with, with hate the French yeah. and that was what we were bombarded with as kids so yeah. when the newspapers are telling you like the EU they're taking away your rights mm. you're losing we, we don't have our laws yeah. I mean and the worst thing was the the conservative government do all at the time, whatever. But they couldn't get enough reasons for us to stay. They weren't yeah. clear enough. They weren't positive enough. They didn't have enough. If uh, they could have just made it clearer that we literally are jumping off a cliff here, which they did say, but no one really wanted to listen. It's much easier to sell anyway. Yeah. It's much easier to sell that you know we're going to put three hundred fifty million back into every household, you know, back into the hospitals, then yeah. to say that, well, we're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, but where, where are we going to get the medicine from? Like, with all the import-export, uh, <laughs> uh, what you call it, liaisons that we're cutting off, how are we going to do it? Like, <laughs> the taxes are going to be raised because now we're not 
part of the the common. You know, <laughs> Do you think it's like, crazy. Like, as far as the the Brexiters are concerned, is that we've got our country back. Yeah. That everybody wants to deal with us because we're the great British Empire. We're the yeah. greatest country in the world. Yeah. So everyone will desperately, desperately trying to buy anything we make. And they Campbell, <laughs> Campbell soup. Campbell soup will sell like, you know, imagine we'll stop selling uh, them. Um, PG, Jaguar automobiles. Uh, PG tips. We'll stop selling them. <laughs> <laughs> Land Rover. Yeah, exactly. German. All, their, all the great. Because they've forgotten yeah. that when they say I want my country back, they, they keep harping back to these days of. Of, of where they were making all of their own products, but not anymore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, the great British... British Empire. British I call Empire. this the British aftermath, because actually all this is like a result of Great Britain. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, it's, um, and, and for me, it wasn't, unfortunately, that was... Without Brexit, I don't think Trump might have had the success he did. I hmm. just feel that was uh, the knock-on effect to show that Anything could I think there's a direct connection. Yeah, uh, for me there was. It was like I felt like there was literally a cloud went over the world because you thought if England would leave the best thing they had, yeah. then you know, was it working with their nearest partners? And mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. So you think about it, you know, these are the ones you trade with. That yeah, you'd rather <laughs> trade with India and people for the. What are you going to? What? It doesn't make sense. But if they're prepared to leave all of that, put in the custom borders, as you say, and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And that was on the back of basically racist rhetoric, you know, mm-hmm. basically saying, you know, we don't want these people. Then, when as soon as Trump stands up and goes, yeah, I don't want people either. Yeah, yeah come on, let's get rid of those. And, yeah. and he came out with some horrible statements. But they were cheering off the rafters now. Yeah. Now they're saying, yeah, we don't either. And unfortunately, the terrorist attack tax have fueled, yeah, fueled that fear. Yeah. My theory really is have. like these terrorist attacks are actually being fueled by because somebody's like funding and making sure this stuff's hap- yeah. this stuff happens. Yeah. But you you always have to look back to who's benefiting from mm. the from the aftermath of these things. Yeah. And I think the Brexit people are kind of benefiting a lot right now yeah. because now it's like obvious. Like yeah, you yeah, see. You see? Yeah, See, well, that was told it. you. Well, that was it. That yeah. was exactly Even it. here in Sweden, like, why would a guy all of a sudden in Sweden pick up a truck? Mm. And, like, this craziest... Yes. It's like somebody had to incite him, like, you know, need this. Yeah. We need to make some social change and this would yeah. benefit. Because... I don't even see ISIS looking at Stockholm and be like, yo, this yeah. is where our yeah. fight is. Yeah. Let's just do one truck yeah, exactly. in Sweden exactly. and that's it. And yeah. <laughs> do, you know? Yeah. So no, I don't believe in this. Uh, it's not a coincidence. Right. I mean, like, I don't know. It's, right. it's hard. But anyway, we've, we've been talking uh, a whole lot of... I don't know how long we've been talking. We've been talking for like at least one and a half hours. <laughs> no, is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we could go on, but yeah, I was going to say my, my producer. Well, I, I, I haven't even touched on that. Well, producer's coughing away loudly. Yeah. Like, he's holding up a clock. <laughs> he's like, tapping, his, tapping his watch for the past half an hour. <laughs> but I'm thinking about the struggle that you're going through, like uh, with. Uh, you know, Scandinavian soul. How how hard is the struggle? Like, is it is it is it to a point where you want to give up, or is it where to a point where you you want to go harder? How how are you feeling right now? Very good question, actually, because 
I don't get asked that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how are you doing? How, yeah, are, you yeah. doing? how are you doing? Um, in the struggle. Yeah, in the struggle. Scanning yeah. yourself. It, we, how is it treating you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good question. It's um, because I feel a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it was just Sweden, mm-hmm. perhaps it wouldn't feel as big as it is. But when I feel I'm trying to help Norway, Denmark, Iceland, Um, and there's a lot of artists doing a lot of stuff, and if I don't write about them, Mm -hmm. they could disappear, they they might not get to where they need to be, there's a lot of responsibility, and there are times, you know, as I say, I get emails and stuff, and I feel, you know, it's sad that I feel I have to make a judgement, and I don't want to have to make judgements on people's music, Mm. uh, alone. I don't want to have to sit there and go, well, I don't like it, so it's not very good. It's because it shouldn't be just about my opinion. Yeah, because but music is a music is emotion, and yeah, you might not have exactly. that emotion, but somebody else might, might have. Exactly. You know? And at the same time, I've got to try and make a judgment on what music we put on the website, because if I put everything I've got sent, yeah. go, I'll go on there, there's a whole load of anything on there. Yeah. It doesn't, the website's got no cohesion. Yeah. Um, it sounds all over the place. So I try to... You know, moderate, moderate it yeah. a bit, and then if I write reviews, it's so basically, it's um, I'm trying desperately to get more people involved. I've tried for years to get more people involved. Involved, but uh, at what level? Like, how do you go about it? Like, people out there scouting, or people writing, or sponsors? You need sponsors. So uh, you can yeah, hire spons- people. Sponsors would be great. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's a there's no money in, in running a blog or website no. not unless you know you get massive, crazy traffic crazy traffic <laughs> and uh, websites aren't being used the way they used to be people come through Facebook so alright we're we're on a pod but what about a Scandinavian a Scandinavian music pod like you guys do that Th- that's no. what I, you know what I started um, a website I started a radio station yeah. my thing and right. I still think it, it's something we need yeah. an independent radio station so I started yeah. one called Urban Life Radio mm-hmm. and on that I promoted you still have it. no I stopped I, I stopped doing it I used to do it from the castle in Uppsala <laughs> which was just awesome yeah. um, every Sunday and I was again trying to hope to build because it's yeah. still what what the music needs particularly yeah. in Sweden we yeah. need an independent radio station yeah. that plays urban music for, for two reasons not just for playing music that that doesn't get heard on commercial radio, mm-hmm. but also independent businesses. Yeah, there are small businesses that can't afford to be on mainstream radio stations. Yeah. Who want to advertise their local coffee shop? Who want to advertise their nights and club nights and things like that? Mm-hmm. Well, there's nowhere for them to advertise. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere for them to reach apart Facebook. from Facebook. <laughs> it's, it's the usual channels, yeah. and, and we desperately, I feel, I mean, we, I feel, we desperately need mm-hmm. an urban. Yeah. voice and urban music so mm. and that would help Scandinavian soul music a hell of a lot if, yeah. if it was being repeatedly heard yeah. and played and exposed and championed by DJs and other people yeah. but yeah I, 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 we have tried doing a I haven't tried to do a full podcast I've done a couple but um yeah, because I, I, I also try and do events as well yeah. obviously so I try yeah. and do the soul awards and trying at the moment to work on a festival right. so it takes a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. If you're one man, you know, if you yeah. want one, uh, if you are a one man army, you no. know, and you're not really getting paid off it, and people don't realize that a lot of this stuff is done from the heart, and 
you have to actually go out of pocket yourself yeah. a lot yeah. of the times. Yeah. And that's when, actually, I was talking to Amethyst, the the other yeah. girl that yeah. uh, she's she's been very important for the hip hop scene here. Yeah, very much. But when she actually laid it out, like she had to like actually fight for this and go out of pocket and really. You know, yeah. where people think it's just a given thing. Yeah. Like, no, you have to fight for it. Yeah. You have to be really interested. That's what I'm thinking about here, because it, it is a struggle, and you can you can get worked really worked up and actually hit the wall. Yeah, as yeah. they say in Swedish, going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of hit a wall last year yeah. uh, after the award, which was just a fantastic night. But mm. after that, it was. I was finished. I mean, yeah. it just took so much work to, to put it together. Yeah. Um, and then I, I ran out of money completely. I mean, yeah. it was like, man, <laughs> I'm <laughs> completely out of pocket. I need to, because the amount of work and time it takes, my, uh, mm. I, I didn't have as much clients. Mm. So then I took a full-time job instead. But yeah. man, that, that didn't work out at all. Uh, really mm. sapped, that sapped my whole soul as a human being it really did yeah. so it took a long time to get back into being me and then as soon as I got back to doing Scandinavian Soul and mm-hmm. writing about artists I mean there's a band I wrote about on on Sunday called Jeff the Danish band mm-hmm. they're brand new and I loved what they've done and I love their cover artwork and it's it's when people put all the effort in and mm-hmm. they, they, they from the artwork to the tracks to what they wanted to do to everything and I I'm so happy they were really happy with the review and I was really happy to have helped them and yeah. it's not money yeah. but it's it's worth it it's, for me it feels like uh, it just it's, <laughs> it's, I, I can't put it into I, words but it, it, it yeah. warms my a part of me that money couldn't warm yeah. that I feel like I've helped society even if I you know when I'm, when I'm gone from this earth but I feel like I've helped society in some way in any yeah. way I could and it didn't cost me a thing to do it yeah. Just time, just and, time, yeah, time and effort. Time and effort. But I would like to help more people, which is why it would be great if I had, you know, sponsorship and other writers and and people that were just willing to give up some time to just help get it to the, yeah, to to help even more. But um, yeah. no, I, 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 I hopefully people are at home enjoying the music and having the time of their lives because of things they hadn't heard before, yeah. and that's the uh, the bottom line. Actually, like right now, like it. it actually should be so easy because you have all these crowd funds and stuff like that yeah. like people could actually just like donate like a crown or whatever <laughs> yeah, but true. they don't do it it's no. like it's like why wouldn't you like just you know but but it's kind of hard to get people to commit to that point yeah and i don't understand it like people are like they are so quick to complain when there's no when there's nothing happening yeah. or going on but as soon as somebody puts a hand out like yo help me fund yeah. this thing and, yeah. and then all of a sudden everybody's quiet yeah and like damn i have i have like a thousand followers none of them are committed no. enough to send even like exactly uh, wow works. that's that's surprising works, actually exactly, yeah. but but you get all the likes and yeah, everybody you know yeah. but, but but when it actually means to something like really committing yeah everybody. that's the newspapers have found i mean they yeah. found that everyone will read the newspapers when no one's prepared to pay for it but I, I'm hoping you're right. I mean, we should try crowdfunding. And that's new. That's a new thing. Like we have to find out a, a new way of like people putting value into the music or entertainment. Mm. You know, and that's the hard nut yeah. to crack. I'm so <laughs> pleased that things like vinyl yeah. has returned because yeah. at least artists start to make some money back. Yeah. That's been a 
and, and it will start. I hope will start to value that. Yeah. When they look back, you know, because it's it when, when when Prince died, and you look back at what you had. Suddenly you realise that what have I got? Yeah. What have I got of his? You know, something I wanted to look through and say, but did I have anything? Did I have anything that I, what was still had Prince? You know, yeah. and and, and I, I, my kids and of their generation, when their idols pass, yeah, they have nothing. Just a little, maybe like maybe a digital a, print, a digital playlist which even, everyone had yeah, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but there's no connection between you and that artist that oh. said. No, I was there. Even if they signed it, or you got it at their event, something that said yeah, T-shirt. Yes, I connected with this artist, and they connect, they spoke for me. I was there. And it's a passionate thing that I, I'm hoping that vinyl will also cause people to take time to listen properly. I hope it's, yeah. a, it's a long shot. But that's the thing. The crazy thing is that the people that are actually buying vinyl. Are the old school guys like yeah, us that true. you that that's even know what what what, what <laughs> the the format? Because you know, I was actually yesterday I was messing around with my old DAC tapes, and my DAC tape started eating my tapes. And I went crazy. I was like, ah! you know, like, oh, it's eating the tapes. I was like trying to save them. But but when I took them out and I have to break it, but I know how to splice the tape, so I was yeah. like, ah, oh, you know, I can still save it, but. These new kids, man, it's like, nah. it's not even, It's it never gets to that. If a file is corrupted, you just download a new file. Yeah, and, it's exactly. like, and it's out there free. So yeah. it's, not, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah. So music doesn't, I mean, I don't even know how to put right. it. It's, it's, it's funny, it's sad. I was, I was sad. thinking about Spotify. I was not an advocate for Spotify for years. But I'm, I'm still not an advocate. I know, I know, I'm I know. Like, I, hate I know, I have to agree with you. I feel that with Spotify, I've always felt it's like, like a bouncer to my music. Yeah. It's like there's a bouncer in front of my music who one yeah. day can say, you're not coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I can't have that. I can't. My music, I need, it's yeah. a part, it's, I, tell, I can't tell you how much it's part of me and I'm sure all of us. Yeah. Our music, when we want to hear what we want to hear, we want to hear it. Yeah. And to feel that there's someone who could stand in front of the door and go, actually, no, you can't get in. You didn't pay this month. Yeah. You've got to pay to get to hear or your favourite track. Yeah. No, you can't. No. This is, uh, this is me. I've listened to this soundtrack every day when I've woken up. It's my it's my part of my life. Yeah. One day someone could stand up if it went bankrupt and closed down yeah. something or hacked and you know was offline. I would be without yeah. my music. Yeah. I can't. I just can't. It's it. That's what it means. I'm that connected. And to actually, it. people don't think it it could happen because like oh, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah. But once that happens, and you. As you're looking in, uh, you're looking in your living room where wherever you keep your music, yeah. and you're missing a big catalog. <laughs> what you're listening to? Too. Like, oh, I haven't bought music since 19, 1985. Exactly. It's yeah. like, oh shit, you've got <laughs> you nothing. Know? You've got nothing. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. <clears throat> it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe I like, as I say, I like the momentum. The, the momentum. Uh, the memory. The is the momentum. Something yeah. you keep. That yeah. you, your memory of yeah. that time. So I, I you know, I find this. The artists I've worked with and, and, and met in Scandinavia who sent me their stuff, I treasure them. I mean, I have them all yeah. lined up, and they're they're wonderful. I know that they might have only sold three, but I'm one of the people that have three of them. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it even comes even more 
valuable to me because I go, I bet not many people have this. But that used to be the thing. That's that you, you know, that used to be the thing. You collected and you got the 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 white label vinyl, you yeah. know, the single with no print on it. Yeah. It's just a sticker on it. And you know, somebody wrote Man, and you're like, you lie. imagine like this probably DJ Premier that wrote number yeah. one or two on it. You know, <laughs> but nowadays like it's ah, a connection. It's, it's a connection. Maybe we're too that. old. Yeah, it's but we didn't think vinyl. Let's say vinyl was going to come back. I didn't think yeah. people would. But would is it really it? back though? Because I've been, I'm trying to print a vinyl myself right now, but it's like it's not really back. I think it's a it's a figment of our imagination. Those people who love vinyl, yeah, you know? I, know what I don't really think like if you if you print like 300, they're not going to go like that. No, no, <laughs> they, they won't. They, yeah. they won't go like that. But if it helps at live events if you yeah. can help connect people to your music so if you go around to your friend's house yeah. and you see a vinyl on the side yeah. you might question oh what's that Yeah, and they go oh it's and it might just you can't do that with a playlist can you you can't do it on no, the phone no, you, can't. you can't you know I used to walk into people's houses and go like oh I see somebody likes Pink Floyd you know you would know yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly you know exactly what they were into but now it's like, well, I can show you my playlist and maybe yeah. I can go through one of my tracks here. You know, it's all right. I want to dig yeah. through and then go like, oh, you've got the rare, you know, Miles Davis yeah. album. That was the thing, that? actually, when somebody was like in the kitchen preparing food or whatever, you know, you could go into their picture album or you yeah. could go through their, their record crates, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it was usually the record crates. And you're like, yeah, oh, exactly. So you go, oh, how did you oh, buy this one? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 I know where my friend went on holiday, so I found I didn't need to ask him. I'd seen all the pictures. Yeah, you were there. I was there. So <laughs> when we met, I almost had nothing to say. Yeah, I'd say good trip. Yeah, good you trip. Looked yeah. it. So that's seen the end of that. Yeah. So yeah, so, and it's uh, unfortunately I don't ask people about their music anymore. Yeah, we used to go like, "I'd say, have you been to anything?" But it's yeah. not like I'm so. Have you like, start, Have you dropped anything yeah, new? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't see it. Yeah, you just go look it. Yeah, you look or, it up. Or when people recommend artists now, it's the same names. Yeah, they go. Oh, I heard that so and so. You know, a name I know has dropped their new. Yeah, I know because it's all over Facebook. I always say Drake to people. Like, what are you listening to? I'm like Drake. Yeah, Drake. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yo, it was it was nice to have you, man. Uh, It's crazy. No, it's lovely. Sorry if I I I I one of the best conversations. I do talk a lot, so I do. I am. Yeah, but that's what we do here. You know. Bless you. Actually, we should have had this with a little bit of drink. It would have been worse. Imagine we did all this on water and coffee. It would have been so worse. Imagine like a couple of beers and some wines, like really, really afterwards, sweet shot. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.